Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. This is the 2023 NFL running back offseason preview. And joining us today, Miss Britt Flynn, the lovely Britt Flynn. And it is all about the running back position. And you may see down in the bottom left for you guys, it's technically my right. It's very strange. Ball security scout. It's a double entendre because it's about running backs and manscaped. Remember, use the code Club Fantasy for 20% off plus free shipping, manscaped.com. I know we're past Christmas money, but there's Valentine's money. If you're Irish, maybe you'll get some gold coins. I don't really know, but you're going to get a lot of money that then you're going to be able to save by you. Stop laughing at me in the background. Jeez, all you people. That was a funny joke. All right, you know what? I don't, I'm just going to stop talking. Let's get in. I hate all of you. That was a funny joke. I hate all of you. That was. A I was funny laughing. Joke. That's why. <laughs> I hate all of you. That was a funny joke. Right. That was really good. It was I thought wonderful. That was... Thank you. Thank it you. I, so for fun. some reason, have some of my best work when Brit's on. So the, the jokes are just flying. Welcome, everybody. Brit, thank you for joining us. Josh and Ryan, go fuck yourself. Brit, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Um, Man, I'm, I'm I'm excited. And your most recent episode, correct, was yesterday of History yes. in the Making, Maddie. right? Fantastic, fantastic episode. It was. Yes, it was so fun, and found out that um, you know Maddie and I are basically neighbors in the grand scheme of things within the USA. So that was fun. Um, found out a lot of things about her that I didn't know prior to talking to her, and uh, yeah, it was just a really it's fun to get to the bottom of who the person is behind their content. So I really enjoy that show and. If y'all haven't checked it out, go watch it. Can we can we talk about how StreamYard does this as person turquoise waving? We haven't we haven't figured out that we haven't figured out that we can put the emoji in there yet. Well, only I just, some emojis. Yeah, work. it's only certain ones. Listen, I understand, so, but every time Girth Brooks puts a puts a YouTube emoji on there, it just I die laughing because it tells me exactly what it is, and I have to go to YouTube to know what it is. But see now the way the Bye. normal waving Thanks, emoji. Hi. What up, Girth? Okay. Again, best best names. We didn't ask for them, but everyone has everyone has the best names. Mr. Scampers. Chill with cat. I mean, that just fits, right? That just Wait, fits. Is that the read of the emoji? That's I don't awesome. know. I I think that's the read of the emoji. I I don't really know. It's all so very confusing. It is. So okay. 2023 offseason. This is it's it's a fun time and a sad time because it's a lot of fun to talk about the off season and what could potentially happen, but then there's also six months of no football in which it's very boring. But XFL, anybody anybody catch uh Paxton Lynch's first touchdown pass that should have probably not been a touchdown pass? Anybody? Listen, I am in an XFL fantasy league you and psycho. I play an XFL DFS. <laughs> I swear to God, I am. You because because last year I won the USFL fantasy league that I was degenerate. in. Do you, you think degenerate. that I would not play football if there is a possibility or an availability for me to play football? I will You're do degenerate. it. I will say years ago in the original XFL, I actually was in an XFL league that I won as well. That was 
early 2000s before Joe was even born. So I was they, born they, had a, in they had a pretty strong first weekend, I will say. I had they- uh, I had some of the games on uh, while I was at work. Didn't catch too much of it because we were so busy. But um, just like watching some of the highlights and stuff, I'm like, okay, not too bad. We're off to a good start here. Let's see how it continues. All I, I saw was the Lynch getting benched was just. I, I I watched Paxton Lynch's first drive and I was like, wow, this guy. Was How that man was a first round pick in the NFL draft still baffles me to this day. Incredible. Yeah. Well, let's give him some slack though. He's only been with the team for like three weeks. Is so... he still rocking the like Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmet, like pirate goatee and mustache? I couldn't tell. I don't oh, even know okay. if they showed his face or if he just had a oh, wow. bag over his head the entire game. That's fair. The XFL didn't want to be embarrassed by showing his face gotcha. because we already got the bad product on the field. So, all I knew, I didn't know Cody Latimer was in the league, and I was like, "Oh, look at that guy go! What a good that guy!" That was a good story. That's a good story. I like Cody Latimer. I th- I thought he was. I thought he was a solid NFL roster guy. He's not like a world beater, but a solid NFL roster guy. Okay, I'm gonna run through the. I mean, absolutely long list. Of running back. I tried right? to break it up to kind did of focus you, on the did you, though? ones. I did. Did you? Okay. Did. Well, I'm gonna read it. You just haven't read the show sheet up. until about three seconds ago. Fuck no, of course. Why would I why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why yeah, would he I... likes to be surprised? Yeah, I I absolutely I actually did look at it earlier and I laughed because Josh obviously puts giant killer on there. I had to. You know? I had to, obviously. He gets his own category. Um, okay. Free agents. Top two dogs, Saquon, Josh Jacobs. One probably back with the same team. The other... Almost certainly not. Almost certainly not back with the team. Uh, And Josh Jacobs being the latter right there. Uh, Electric, I'm reading these exactly how Josh wrote them. Okay? Electric and deserving of starter consideration. There's just one, and it's Tony Pollard. Good old TP. Thought it was fair. I agree. All right. Quality starters. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, future Las Vegas Raider Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams, Deonta Foreman, Kareem Hunt. There's your quality starters. Potential starters with questions. Alexander Madison, Rashad Penny. Injuries might be the main question. Yeah, there. I think that, was, that might be the question. <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty easy. Complimentary backs. Raheem Mostert. Jeff fucking Wilson. <laughs> Samaje P. Ryan. Depth pieces. Guys, some names who have actually had fantasy impact in the past. So yeah. these could actually be named. The, the aforementioned RB20, Jarek McKinnon. That's right. The zero fuck? RB heroes. That's right. He is the zero RB hero. Correct. For the fact that he was the zero RB hero for like, seven weeks and he managed rb20 and what's even crazier is someone who wrote a waiver article during that time was how little people were ready to jump on board he was like waiver wire available for most of his amazing run to end the season because nobody believed in him i'm i'm gonna toot my own horn here a little bit and promote some of the fa work but that hot takes piece as soon as he had that one good week i was like mckinnon's the rb1 the rest of the season yeah what happened rb1 yeah, wow. oh, yeah which is crazy. It's crazy because and you that's why you think that he that he would fall into that category, but his utilization got him there. So, well, and that's why you follow smart people like Brit first and foremost. But if you combine the two things where the usage, it was clear they only trusted him 
But then it came down to, and we've seen this consecutive years, Jonathan Taylor, a few years ago, they had the easiest schedule for running backs to end the season. So if people just took their head out of their own asses and put two and two together, it wasn't hard to see it. And you had smart people telling you it, like I said, it could have been easier for people. I like keeping my head in my ass though. There you go. Yeah. It's comfy and dark. <laughs> you can say that about a lot of things. <laughs> Keep it rolling. We're off the rails. Britt brought it up. In this okay. One. Britt brought it up. I merely, she, she merely did the soft toss. I merely hit the grand slam. Okay. There you go. Dearness Johnson, the goat of Cleveland backfields. Dearness Johnson. Jamichael Hasty. Uh, 162 yard touchdown run. That's right, the goat of Jacksonville backfield. Goat of Jacksonville backfields. <laughs> okay, now for real, Dontrell Hilliard, who actually weirdly had like five good games. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Uh, Justin Jackson, Amir Abdullah, Mike Boone, Miles Gaskin, Benny Snell, Ronald Jones, RIP, Ty Johnson, <laughs> Travis Homer, Justice Hill, Daryl Henderson. James Robinson, who is a restricted free agent. Retreads. Nomads on the other side of the older basically. side. Learn how to read, Joe. Oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same they, thing. They crossed over. Yeah, they crossed <laughs> it, can, over. it can be the same. The other side. Yeah. Latavius Murray, who managed to be the RB1 in Denver yeah. at 32 or 33. Some bullshit like that. Matt Breida. And Kenyon Drake, the giant killer, Boston Scott. Yeah. So that is all. Boston Scott gets his own little category. And you, you threw a RIP on Ronald Jones. I'm going to say we should throw another one on Miles Gaskin because if you look at this dude's lack of efficiency over the last two seasons, he is done. That man is not yeah. getting another guy. He'll probably like, be in the XFL. In yes. <laughs> he's probably so. <laughs> right fucking now. <laughs> But at least, at least Miles Gaskin uh, had. Honestly, the only reason I even put him on the sheet was because I know Ryan's love affair was Miles. My love affair is over. Um, I have started my projections entirely too early, and he was one of the players I actually worked on today, and was like, "Dear God, he is trash! Like it is just over." So. I love the comments about what the hell we just talked about. Yeah, I was gonna say we're, we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of flack in the chat right now. It's fantastic. I don't. E- I don't even think like it you cracks. guys have never tuned into this show before. Well, yeah. I don't even think it cracks the top fifteen of no, right worst worst things said on this show. So we did have Stoner on for multiple episodes. So <laughs> okay, who starts where? Obviously, the big team names consist of the Dolphins. The Giants, again, many assume Saquon probably back, but still on the list. Eagles, Raiders, Bills, Panthers, Bears, Lions. A lot of teams that have potential for backups as well to help fill roles to uh, rotate in or rotate out guys such as Ramondre Stevenson in New England, Kenneth Walker in Seattle, Javante Williams obviously coming off an injury for Denver. If Tony Pollard's not back, who is going to uh, run with Ezekiel Elliott in that backfield? And then uh, Dalvin Cook as well in yeah. the backfield with the Minnesota Vikings. Cook, obviously not the most injury-prone. So uh, who starts where? We're going to start with Miami because 
that seems to be a team that could really use a complete starter in the backfield to only elevate that offense an incredible amount. Britt, I will start with you. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, I'm pretty sure those were just the main two stays in that backfield the entire time. You had guys sprinkled in throughout. Does Mostert continue in that backfield? Do they bring back Jeff Wilson? What is the best course of action for Miami to essentially upgrade their backfield? See, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're like Miami brought in a bunch of running back depth, but they were all basically complimentary pieces. And they were all guys who Mike McDaniel really liked and kind of carried over from San Francisco. But none of them were actual workhorse backs. And it was infuriating for fantasy. You know, uh, Wilson would be the guy one week, then Mostert would be the guy the next week. I think that they bring in Miles Sanders. Um, mm. Philadelphia and Sirianni just seem to hate Sanders. Um, from week 12 on, he averaged just under 12 carries per game, which is not great at all. Um, so it doesn't seem like he'll get a big deal there, especially with a huge looming contract for Jalen Hurts. I think that if he goes to Miami, he could be that every down kind of workhorse back with either Mostert or Jeff Wilson sprinkled in. I'm leaning towards them keeping Wilson more over Mostert just because of injury history, age, etc. cetera. Um, but I don't think that they keep both. I do think that they bring in somebody like Sanders to handle the bulk of the work and really retool their offense into a more efficient system. My my favorite thing about Miles Sanders is that he lathered his uh, gloves and butter before the Super Bowl with the amount of times he couldn't hang on to the football. So if he goes to Miami and has that same uh, gusto as a Patriots fan, I would love that. So. See, I think they just, he touched the poles walking into the stadium. Ah. He just touched the poles too early. Got the Crisco. <laughs> Things you hate to see. Ryan. So they were, they're the most interesting, but you, you both kind of hit it on the head where I don't know that we see them bring in a big name because he feels like he can get it done. I don't think he's looking at his team, he being Mike McDaniel and thinking running back is necessarily the issue. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Britt. I think they bring one of their guys back. I do think it's probably Jeff Wilson just based on age. Raheem Mostert is old. Like he's pushing 30, if I remember correctly. And that's like death that's age for running backs. Like he is rejuvenated his career a couple of times i think they're probably ready to move on i don't think this is happening but this would be a dream landing spot for tony pollard if it's going to be a split decision in dallas whereas i think he could go here and do some really special things in this offense i don't think it's going to happen um i know this show's about free agency i really think after what happened last year I think Mike Dan McDaniel's on the phone with San Francisco about bringing uh, Elijah Mitchell over. Um, it's someone who knows his offense. It's someone who's done well in his offense. I, I won't be the least bit surprised. And that's going to kind of be a theme you're going to notice for me is coaches going after their old players. Um, I won't be surprised if Miami is on the phone trying to get Eli Mitchell. Could you imagine Mike McDaniel brings literally every running back he yeah. worked with in San Francisco? Te Tevin Campbell or Coleman rather. <laughs> They're all and and all of them. None of them stay healthy for more than two, <laughs> exactly. three games in a row. Not a single one of them. Uh Josh. I'm gonna play a little fantasy football here. But I was going through and I was looking at over the cap and I'm looking at the numbers and I'm looking at the people that I know they need to consider extending who they could realistically cut, restructure, trade, etc. Just to clear up enough space. Why not go get Saquon Barkley? Look at how dynamic that San Francisco 49ers offense became 
when they put a dynamic running back into that offense. Mike McDaniel runs the exact same type of scheme. That's why he's cycling through all these 49er retreads. You have a limited window right here, right? You're trying to figure out if Tua's the guy. You're you're likely going to extend him and just, you know, hope that you can figure out the offensive line. But you need to spend off, you know, your draft picks, which right now they're kind of short on, um, not on running backs, on offensive linemen to protect them. So why not go out and get another playmaker to just make Tua's life that much easier? Because when he does get rid of the ball quickly, good things tend to happen for this offense. He was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL when he was healthy. Give him another dynamic weapon. Could you imagine an offense with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Saquon fucking Barkley? Yeah, first round bounce. (laughs) Now, I do want to throw out there, because I was looking at the draft and trying to decide, you know, draft capital where they could spend. And Josh, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, they need to protect their quarterback, which they proved many times. And let's not forget, they had to give up their first round pick this year <laughs> because of the uh the tampering thing because I thought they were an interesting fit for Bijan Robinson if they got to keep their own pick there in the uh the, the early 20s because that's kind of where you're seeing these stud running backs go and I was thinking kind of the same thing as you Josh is put this like dynamic running back in this offense and and watch them cook so it's an interesting fit with Barkley but yeah it's just a shame for them that they uh they went that division is up for grabs. This is the way that I look at it. Buffalo, like they're they're a good, you know, regular season team, but they have these lulls, and for whatever reason, they can't get over the hump in the postseason. Miami brought in Vic Fangio to fix the defense because they've got talent there, and you know, not playing all this like cover zero, which is leaving the back end so wide open and vulnerable. Fangio can fix that. So gotcha. why not continue to boost the offense and just let Fangio yeah. work his magic? That's 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 my dream scenario here. I just think that this draft class is so deep on top of the free agent market being so deep that I don't necessarily know if they go out and spend primo money on a primo running back when you can get like not as great of one, but a pretty decent one at a lower price and then possibly bring up somebody in the draft Um to kind of, that's a, to kind of and that's what I was considering, but, Britt, but they just don't have a ton of draft capital. Yeah. And the the offensive linemen that are hitting free agency are very average at best. There's not really like an elite option at all. So I would much rather pay for an elite option at any position versus pay more for an average option at obviously a, a position of need. That's kind of the way that I was looking at it. That way they can draft and develop offensive linemen via the draft plug them into their system and see who's going to work best. That's kind of the route that I was taking. Because again, you can front load Saquon's contract for a couple of years, get the best out of them and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, you move on. They might want to pay for a secondary or any form of a linebacker before they do anything on the offensive side of the football. Just, I don't know. I don't know when you're getting multiple quarterbacks literally almost killed in back-to-back well, games. Maybe you go get an offensive line. Well, that's what I'm saying. There just really help. aren't any good ones. Yeah. <laughs> go go find someone on the defense and spend that money. Don't spend it on Saquon. No, but no one's no one's back on the Miles Gaskin back in Miami. No, train. I, I not even I a little bit. Fully believe Miles Gaskin career is over. When I was looking at this dude's, like he averaged like. 3.4 yards per carry last year on a team that was averaging like 4.8 yards per carry. Like it's all fucking bad. He was underperforming his own already bad 
offensive line, if you will. So, Jamichael Hasty, former 49er. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of, I didn't make that connection. Uh, if if that's all Mike McDaniel's going after, Scampers threw out Kyle Uzcheck, and I got excited. I'm like, no way, he's a free agent. He's not. He still has three years left on his deal. Um, yeah, I can't see Shane letting. No, the juice is staying. Yeah. Well, and oh, they yeah. went out. Yeah, he went out and got Alec Ingold, and they use him the same way. Fifteen catches for 105 yards and a touchdown last year. I, obviously, they would want Uzcheck, but they're going to be happy with Ingold. So, yeah, Uzcheck's better, but Ingold is Ingold's a fantastic fullback. Okay. Where I lost my lost literally where my team is. This list is so long. Uh, the Giants. Does anyone believe that Saquon is not back? Yeah, one person does. Josh thinks he's going to Miami. Okay. Haha. <laughs> okay. Josh. Josh just wants him out of the fucking division. Who do you think? <laughs> no, I really don't care. He, he didn't do much against us this year, anyways. So I'm not that worried about it. Why? Why? Ryan, you hit it on the head, right? Familiar connections. Why are we not thinking Devin Singletary Devin goes Singletary. to the Giants? I did put his name that Joe Shane Dable coached him in Buffalo. I did put that if Barkley were to walk, Singletary makes the most sense. Yeah. It's all contingent on whether or not Daniel Jones gets that exorbitant contract. I think that that really is the butterfly point for (laughs) depending on whether or not Saquon stays or not. Does anybody in this room believe Daniel Jones isn't worth 45 million a year? Right. And the, I think, you know, I think, I'm, I'm in another in another multiverse, Daniel Jones. I was yeah. dumbfounded when I heard that. I mean, I understand quarterback pay is just ridiculous. Now, Daniel Jones in a in a environment where quarterbacks are making forty five million a year, Daniel Jones is still only worth twelve million a year. No, can you imagine <laughs> how much that would just completely fuck the market? Like, quit, quit at that point. The right. Browns, have, yeah, the Browns have. Je- Jared Goff was the highest paid quarterback at one point. Yeah. And so oh, was Carson Wentz. That fucked I remember. the market. That was and, terrible. And I'm saying how stupid it has been because oh, it's yeah. completely salary cap constrained all of these teams by trying to keep these good quarterbacks in there. And it just I it love doesn't the air work quotes out. on good. <laughs> Listen. It, it, it just doesn't work because you've but, got quarterbacks like Brady taking team-friendly deals. And then you've got these other quarterbacks like, no, I'm demanding this. And they wasted high draft capital on me, and by God, you're going to spend money on me. And it never works out the way that if they think Daniel it's going Jones to. came to me straight-faced for $45 million a year, I would have cut him on the spot. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. These negotiations are over. Well, Ryan. Well, they already didn't Ryan, pick good news for you. He's not on yeah. your roster, technically. Yeah. So, But Elixirs brings up a good point. Who has the nickname Danny Dimes? No one else. That's right. So. So he deserves now, ten million a year. <laughs> now I like I like to call him Danny Pennies because he's never accurate it's, with his passes. It's the Danny Ducks, Joe. If he, Danny yeah. Ducks. Danny Ducks. That was he got that nickname after one good game against a subpar defense, and the name stuck just because of the alliteration and because it's fun yep. to say, not because of anything that he's actually done on. It's the like Matty Ice, with Matt Ryan. I think Matty Ice nickname. is a more appropriate nickname than than Danny Dimes. Yeah, I mean, because he, he freezes up in big moments. It's perfect. <laughs> Matty Ice, terrible name. Josh, who goes to New York then? Singletary. Singletary. Jesus okay. Christ, show. Listen to the show. Kind of, shut up. There's so many things happening. <laughs> There's so many things happening. Eagles. Doesn't sound like anybody thinks Sanders is going back. Sanders so. is probably not going back. 
Yeah, and Kenneth Gainwell is the only one under contract currently. So well, they do have Trey Sermon. They and they kept oh. him on the roster all year too. So I'm really curious to see how he fits into the rotation. It is but, interesting. Yeah, those are right now the only two outside of uh, the practice squad guy. Uh, so Trey, the fact that Kennedy they didn't Brooks. cut him when they had opportunities to do so is interesting with Trey Sermon. Correct. So. Yeah, I feel like they kept him literally knowing that Sanders will not be back and he could potentially be a rotational piece in 2023. That's what it makes me think. So right. I actually have David Montgomery going to Philly um, with the uh, questions over Jason Kelsey's possible retirement, um, over possibly having to restructure Lane Johnson's contract. They're going to need a back in there who can pass protect. And David Montgomery earned an excellent grade in pass pro. Like literally that's the only reason that he continued to start over, over Khalil Herbert was because he was so much better in pass protection. And I think if he can come in there, he kind of does the same thing as Sanders, you know, I mean, he's got the same skill set, and he's a little bit better with ball security, a little bit better in pass pro. And he's probably going to be cheaper. Right. I mean, he's just a better overall back and Chicago has so many draft picks and I mean, they've, they've got a ton in cap space too, so they could keep him, but I just I feel like they're going to blow the whole thing up. And so yeah. I can really see Montgomery fitting in really well in Philadelphia. I agree. Monty's not back. I have somewhere else for him to land. Um, I, I think it all comes down to what mindset. I truly believe the the Eagles are going to walk out of the draft with B. John Robinson, and that's who their starter is going to be. Um, I don't know if they're going to be willing to pay I don't know how much money Sanders is going to want. I feel like the Eagles are going to be a destination spot next year as Super Bowl runners up. So I think Josh Jacobs is what I'm trying to say. Josh Jacobs might take a long, hard look at Philly, but I don't know what kind of money he's going to command. Josh is shaking his head no at everything I'm saying. So Josh, who the fuck are the Eagles going to sign? Matt Breida. Well, I just I look at it this way. No, here's what the Eagles do really, really well. They bargain shop and they're really good at this, especially at positions like running back where people aren't going to pay big money for that position. I know there's a lot of talk around Tony Pollard with franchise tag. No way. The injury will come into play. Somebody is going to flag that injury and say it's not going to heal properly, blah, blah, blah. It's going to drive his market down. You just wait. and You look at freaking Howie Roseman swooping in and stealing a target from Dallas and paying them half of what they would have paid had they not franchised him. But the problem oh. is that that's my Dallas, dream scenario. That's not happening. That's, that's your wish fantasy. list. I don't it's think it's happening. actually yeah, going to happen. Deep, deep I think it's basically going to be, it's going to be Sanders or they're just going to bypass it altogether. And they'll take another mid round back and just work a rotation between Gainwell Sermon and whoever they pick. That's ultimately what I think. Will I think they showed a lot of faith in Gainwell to end the year to where they may be ready to do exactly what Josh just said. It, I, I don't know the rookie running back class as well as other folks, but Britt has already said in the show, it's a very deep rookie class. Why not go in with Gainwell and a rookie, even if it's not Bijan Robinson? So. Yeah, Bijan makes sense, sure, but that's not Howie's MO. Howie is going, he's got two first round picks. He's going to, he's got like 18 free agents on his defensive line. And they need to rebuild that. So I think you're going to see a lot of defensive linemen in probably the first couple rounds for, for Philly, if I'm being honest. I hope Monty goes there because everyone needs to shut the fuck up about him being a bad running back. 
David he just doesn't have top end speed. That's his problem. He doesn't have top end speed. He also hasn't had a fucking offensive line. And he's not Barry Sanders, okay? He's not Barry Sanders. Right. He doesn't have an offensive line. So uh, I would love for him to run behind the Philly offensive line because I honestly I would not hate that at all. And I don't think he's gonna electric. be a guy that you would have to pay eight, nine million a year for. Like you could and, probably get him between four and five. And you know what's great? He'll still go in the fucking fifth round of fantasy drafts. Probably. Mm, right where I like my RB3. He bought a timeshare in the dead zone. Yes, yeah. he did. He did. And he's never getting out. Literally. Because then people are going to be like, oh, Montgomery's only good because he has Jalen Hurts and they're in a run first offense, blah, blah, blah. They're not looking at him as the first option. Shut the fuck up. He's a good running back. Okay. Well, people Little thought Hur- that about Sanders too. And look where he ended up. Like, well, Sanders told us not to draft him. He just yeah, tried Sanders to be obedient. <laughs> to draft him. Okay. I still thought it. The Raiders. I'm just going to stop everybody and say that it's it's Damian Harris, and there's literally no other option that they are going with. And I, Damian, I knew literally what I put in my notes. Damian and I knew Harris you weren't going to let us talk, so it's what's in my notes as well. Britt, <laughs> as, as the uninitiated, Britt. we have been saying this for months now, so do you have a different opinion? So I actually think that this is kind of going to end up like the Rashad Penny situation in Seattle last year. I think that Jacobs is kind of a buyer oh. beware situation going out into free agency. Um so I think that he's going to go out there, look for a deal. A team's not going to pay him. And then he's going to come back to the Raiders on like a reduced deal, kind of like what Penny did. We're not going to see him get signed to a place right away, but he did too well this year. And especially with Derek Carr leaving and an uncertainty at the quarterback position, I think that they need that one offensive piece that has proven that he's, he's good and can get results, but they're going to wait and let him test the market and then come back and, and just pay him a little less. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't honestly, though, be surprised if Jacobs and Harris both go to the Raiders. I don't they think it's a, I don't think it's Alabama. a one or yeah, I don't think it's a one and done situation. I mean, uh, uh, Damien Harris is is going to I don't he could be the backup. He could be the starter. He's just he will be a Raider. Well, I was going to say, and it's interesting because the Raiders didn't really use backup running backs at all last year. No. Um, so were they trying to kill Josh Jacobs to where getting a guy like Damian Harris, who has a similar build and skill set to Josh Jacobs, it isn't going to be a, a thunder and lightning type deal there. It's going to be almost injury insurance at that point. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I would say the only major difference in their game is receiving ability. Damian yeah. Harris cannot catch. He is Oh, we weren't he's even sure if Josh Jacobs could until this year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's been doing, he's been ticking up as a receiver yeah, every year, yes. first four years. So, And I also believe Jacobs is a better pass blocker. Damien Harris is not very good at pass blocking. Also, because he's never in on passing downs, which how can you be good at something when you're never actually in the game for it? I mean, what's interesting, I'm, I just happen to be looking at it again right now. Only 39 attempts to back up running backs in Las Vegas last year. That's in most today's to NFL. Zemir that is unheard of. That's well, and especially in a Josh McDaniels situation too, because we saw oh, him yeah. in new England, just rotate, 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 rotate. And they're never, I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that they were trying to run Jacobs into the ground. And then yeah. when he just turned out to be good, Hey, it works. Like let's keep doing it. And then maybe we'll get a deal on him going into next season. Yeah. Maybe we um, can break him. <laughs> I, I think, I think that rotate 
rotate is a Belichick thing and not a McDaniels thing. Cause that's been happening forever at the yeah. running back position in new England. So I, I do believe that is a Belichick thing and less of a McDaniels thing. I'd be interested to see what it looked like when he was in Denver, what it looked like for, I mean, he, he spent a first round pick on no Sean Moreno. Like, you know, it's, you would think that, you know, he values the running back position in his offense. So no Sean Moreno. What, what a pull, what an yeah. absolute pull. No Sean Moreno. I was a, I was a, that was a guy for like two seasons that you was like viable. I believe he was a top 15 pick that year too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They spent pretty high draft capital on him because they took, um, definitely not a top 15 draft pick, but a good they guy. Took, uh, Tebow, I think, in that same draft. They did, yeah, because Tebow yeah. was the 26th pick or something yeah, was, overall. Some pick in the 20s. So in, in 2009, it was almost all Moreno uh, with 200, and I think it was 32 carries, um, 247. But Carell Buckhalter was the backup with 120 carries. Well, and then in 2010, very similar situation, Moreno at 182, the backup, again, Buckhalter with 59 carries. So it seems like you're absolutely right, Joe. McDaniel is a give it to my bell cow and let things shake out as they will. Yeah, because I've been screaming at the television that reminder Stevenson should have 37 carries a game or 37 yeah. in, in remotely just the amount of touches. So that's not, we need Stevenson in Las Vegas. That's what Lock, we need. No, no, no. <laughs> Stevenson is the only good part of the offense because Jacoby Myers is not resigning for less than 10 million. You don't get both, Joe. You either get him carries in Vegas or watch him die in New England. I would rather watch him die in New England. I'm sorry. I'm would. not that <laughs> I, I, that is, I was on that man as, and this you show were. last year, I was on that man saying, this is, this is the guy for New England. Okay. The bills. Very interesting. They don't have Singletary or Moss anymore. Technically, nope. obviously Moss is officially gone. Singletary free agent. They have James cook, which it seems like they probably want to ride with him. Naheem Hines is still there as well. So is it James Cook and Naheem Hines? Is it James Cook and uh, Justice Hill? What is it, Britt? So I'm causing absolute chaos here. Okay. I'm going Kareem Hunt because then you've got a 1.0 and a 2.0 yeah. in Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt Light. And Hunt was so good when he was the bell cow back in Kansas City. He ended up, I think, like at RB8 in, uh, yeah, RB8 in 2018. In Kansas City. And he only played 11 games. He RB8 and only played 11 games. Like, can you imagine back another great offense, another great quarterback, uh, just being out there and being able to catch passes, not living in Nick Chubb's humongous shadow? I mean, I think that this would be an ideal landing spot and very exciting for fantasy as well. Do I think it'll happen? Nah, we'll see. He has had some injuries and doesn't necessarily have ties, but I think it would be really, really fun. It's a thick shadow to be in Nick Chubbs. Yeah. It's a thick one. Yeah. Ryan. Bills are in cap hell, just absolute yeah, cap they hell, <laughs> but they also need to make a splash. They are quickly falling the third in the AFC. Like Josh said, the division is even, isn't even safe. I think the bills pull out all the stops to get Josh Jacobs. That's where I actually have him. Ooh, okay. I Gosh. like that. I went David Montgomery. 
Brandon Bean has shown that he likes running backs that break tackles. That's why he targeted Zach Moss. That's why he targeted Devin Singletary. David Montgomery fits that mold. And he's, you know, he's good in pass protection. He can catch passes out of the backfield. I mean, I personally, I think Montgomery is a better back than Devin Singletary. So you actually get an upgrade in this situation. And Montgomery, again, I don't think he's going to be way overpriced like someone like Jacobs. And they can use those resources on defense. This is this is interesting. It's going to be a very interesting thing to watch David Montgomery to learn what the NFL thinks about David Montgomery because David Montgomery, efficiency wise, has has been bad. Plain and simple, he's, he's a three point nine four yard per carry guy. As Joe pointed out, he has no offensive line and he's not Barry Sanders, so things have been stacked against him. But he was a very highly touted rookie. He was someone whose talent was looked at very very well. So does the NFL? now with all this years of tape on David Montgomery, believe in the talent of David Montgomery, or is he a 3.9 yard per carry guy who's not going to see shit in free agency? So. His forced broken tackles in college. It's insane. It was absurd. It was yeah. Yeah. Well, even his first two years absurd. in the NFL, I think he was really Gross. highly rated there. Yeah. So the, he was, well, this was stupid. He, I believe last year averaged two and a half missed tackles behind the line of scrimmage have to two and a half that's how bad his line was (laughs) that's how bad his line was and that's how fucking shifty he is too two and a half force missed tackles behind the line of scrimmage like you give this guy just one person to run behind and he's probably a four and a half yards per carry close to five guy who can make a lot of people miss this is off topic, but we're a little over the halfway point. Gator brought up he was the GOAT, Tim Tebow. Okay. I bring this up because we have a college aficionado here. Maybe in college, certainly not in the pros. I think everybody will agree with that. But is Tim Tebow the greatest college quarterback ever? Britt. No. Okay. No. I Ryan. will never, I will never say that he is. Okay. SEC SEC officiating helped him look like the best quarterback in college. Okay. Blame it on the refs. Love that. Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I'm the absolute wrong person to ask. Um, as I recall, and obviously he's a name who gets brought up often. Joe Montana was pretty damn good in college. John Elway was pretty damn good. But for my lifetime, for what he won, I would say probably yes. Josh? I mean, it, the accolades definitely help make that case. Uh, I personally still believe that Peyton Manning was a much better looking quarterback on the football field in college, even though he's not as decorated with the awards. Um, so he, that, that's why I bring it up. Cause two national championships, one Heisman, two, one Heisman. And he was in the running this, uh, another yeah. year after that. Yeah. Correct. He's yeah. Just, he was the first sophomore, I believe to win the Heisman trophy. And uh, I correct me if I'm wrong. Florida's almost been irrelevant as a college football program since he left. Well, because that's they that they broke up the mafia after yeah. he left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, very well aware of of the the gang squad that they had built inside of Florida for for those years. But I just I just want to bring it up. It's all I I always I hear a lot of people say he is the best college quarterback of all time because of those accolades and because of all that stuff. But again, if you're looking at pure passing, that's he was he. Could no, I mean, it's what he was able to do on the ground as well. I mean, he, exactly. he was he was a legitimate dual threat quarterback in college. 
And, you know, for as inaccurate as he was in the so pros, inaccurate. his accuracy numbers in college were far better. Well, that's because the, the bad mechanics efficiency. worked. Yeah. And the were. bad mechanics worked in college. That shit didn't right. play in the NFL. Everybody was too good and too fast. And you saw like Missouri and Vanderbilt. So like at that point, it didn't really matter. <laughs> Actually, I don't think Missouri was in the SEC then. They saw Vanderbilt. It doesn't fucking matter. Like <laughs> he literally saw a school of scientists. Like what do you mean? Yeah. Literally, literally 52 Bill Nye's walked out onto the field. I'm and- apologizing, Jay. Clearly we're not pro UF on this stream. <laughs> I just, I, I thought, I thought it was a fun little thing. Okay. Back to the running backs here. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. They need a lot more help than at the running back position. Just to just yeah, they to... could very easily re-sign Deonta Foreman. Honestly, he looked pretty yeah, damn good. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't. I think. I, I think that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be cheap. He's older. I he proved his worth. I mean, he had over 900 yards and nine starts this season. I mean, he's he's got tread on the tires as far as his age, but not an actual playing time. And, and his age is going to be a big factor in keeping that salary low. So I don't see any reason why they don't keep him. Ryan. I just think new coach is going to want someone more, a little bit more well-rounded than what Foreman is. And this is where I actually think David Montgomery ends up. So he's someone who can go in there and do a little bit of everything for them, for a team that needs a little bit of everything. Um, So give me David Montgomery here. I've lost track on where David Montgomery is going. I I say we all disagree. I don't know where he's ending up. This is all like flip a 12 sided, like D and D die. And then we'll figure out where he goes. (laughs) And then he re-signs in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then I just draft him as like my fifth running back in the eighth round. There you go. I'm still happy about it. So Josh, this is where I have Miles Sanders going. Okay. I'm linking the past with the future. Frank Reich's there. He's going to be calling plays. It's his offense. Miles Sanders has played in this offense. He knows the yeah. offense, and he's played really fucking well in this offense. So, um, And his former running back coach, Deuce Staley, is also on the staff there in Carolina. So I think that's going to be – I did throw he'll in He'll look for some familiarity. Like I, I think – and I truly believe that he wants to stay in Philadelphia. He even uh, put it on his Instagram story today. Um, but again, it, it's a numbers game and the numbers just really do not work at the running back position. Carolina clearly is trying to build something by all accounts. They've put together a staff to develop a rookie quarterback. Like it, it, it seems pretty damn obvious. They're going to make a move to get a young quarterback to groom. Um, and I think from there you have to surround him with quality players and Sanders is still a quality player. Whoever they get a quarterback, just please tell him to throw the ball to DJ Moore. All right. He's open. Just fucking throw it to him. Please. Well, as we said last week, I you know, I think Darnold probably gets re-signed as a bridge guy. And L- listen, they get. listen, that's fine. As long as Frank Reich tells him number two is open on every play and you should throw it to him. <laughs> that's I don't give a 180 shit. targets. He needs Devontae Adams level targets, please, because he's open. He's just open, guys. Who the fuck is covering him in that division? Nobody. He's open. Every fucking play, he's open. Six games a season, he's wide open. He was double covered against Atlanta and beat the fucking defense. He's open. (laughs) He's open. What do you want from him? He's open. Oh, ridiculous. Now, the Chicago Bears. 
you know who I know is not going there, David Montgomery. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got that. I know he's Joe's not just happy to there. not have to hear that name again. <laughs> I've just heard it the last seven teams we've talked about, so I don't know where he's going. But I do know he's not going to the Bears, so that's good. Britt, who will be the unfortunate soul that cannot break <laughs> an average of two and a half tackles behind the line of scrimmage behind a bottom three offensive line in the NFL? Whose career is getting ruined? I think it's Singletary. Hell yeah, I, mean, I love that. <laughs> not only do you have the the historical name recognition of Singletary, but yeah. um, they've already got Khalil Herbert back there. I don't necessarily think he's ready for a bell cow back, and Singletary's already shown that he can be uh, pretty efficient in that rotational role, and the Bears have cap space to play around. So um, if Montgomery wants out, if he finds a better deal elsewhere, which I think that he probably will, then Singletary's their next – best guy in that offense Ryan I like it I went Deontay Foreman here just because I think they're going to want a big back to replace David Montgomery and they want to get Khalil Herbert more involved so I put Deontay Foreman here since they have money to blow you guys are all playing it safe I'm thinking you know what they need to pay Saquon for Saquon Barkley Josh no. putting him Josh fucking <laughs> Jacobs going to Chicago oh. because there's not a wide receiver worth paying so go pay the arguably the best Skill position player available, in my opinion. I mean, uh, look, I Barkley should be in consideration, but if I'm Chicago, I want to go get one of the best weapons to help Justin Fields. And you've got close to $100 million in cap space to work with, so go pay the guy that just led the NFL in rushing yards. It's a fair point because you need somebody who can keep defenses take honest, off the quarterback. Yep. take pressure off the quarterback, and – your rookie deal window is what three more years long. Like spend this money right now while you can. So I just, I, I don't know why this popped into my head to look up how big Deonta Foreman actually is in terms of oh, dude's like, like 240. He's six one, two hundred and thirty six 236 pounds. Yeah. He big boy. Dude's a monster. <laughs> like he, uh, like you look at him and you just tell he's oh. an absolute massive human. And then holy last shit. Uh, two years ago when he was in Tennessee, he was even wearing his hair the same as Derrick Henry. Like they looked like the, looked same, the exact same when they were out there. Like you couldn't tell who was who. Yeah. When, when Henry went down and Foreman was in the game, the only thing that looked different about them was their number. Yeah. He's just, he, and the fact that Derrick Henry is also bigger and runs a f- way faster is insane. I don't, it's just, you. it's just ridiculous. Okay. Last so team. That, well, Go somebody, ahead, Speaking about Derrick Henry, somebody mentioned that uh, today, since they cut everyone making cap space in Tennessee, mm-hmm. that Derrick Henry might be a trade candidate. And can you imagine how much that would shake up the, the free agency market Everything. if Tennessee Holy were to shit. go and trade Derrick Henry? I just want to throw a little bit of chaos in here before we move to so the last thing. Brit bomb. But like, well, just no. imagine. <laughs> I love that, though, Britt, because here's my question. And Britt, maybe you can answer why didn't they cut Ryan Tannehill in this round of cutting? Like, is there a reason for it? Because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I really yeah, think don't. you don't have a quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. So. But they're yeah. not in a position to move up to get one is the problem. And, well, and I wonder if there was a lot of, I haven't looked it over the cap, but I think that Tannehill carries a lot of dead cap with okay. him, no, whereas I, these other ones don't. I I just, I because I that was that's what Did I thought too. I just up? looked it up. Uh, the cap hit this year with him on the roster is 36.6. Dead cap hit if they cut him is 18.8. So they actually save a lot more money than if they kept him on the roster. So that is weird. It is an interesting question, Ryan, because 
That it just if they, if they cut Tannehill post June first, that's where they save the money. Okay. They save twenty seven million in cap by cutting him post June first. Now what can't they? they now? I don't know when the rules kick in because the NFL is confusing as fuck. But they could cut him early and designate it as a post June first cut. Okay. Yeah. So. Dumb shit. Maybe well, that's the thing him- for them to do that. They have to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. It ain't Malik Willis. I'm sorry. No, and there's not a lot in free agency. They would have to bank on getting one of these guys out of this draft and expect him to be ready to go like immediately. And if he's not ready to go immediately, Henry's only got realistically a couple more years yeah. left in him. Um, so if if you're not going to have a quarterback, why waste his salary? I mean, trade him. So I, I think that that's an intriguing situation and something that would just be crazy. Oh, that would change the whatever division he ends up in, the balance of power shifts. So, yeah. yeah. Remember, remember when Malik Willis was going to go like, to the Washington Commanders. Oh, I saw people projecting trade-ups to the top five for people to walk out with Malik fucking Willis. Not me. Could you imagine? (laughs) No, not I. Could you imagine? The Liberty University quarterback. Yeah. No. I mean, he did play with Antonio (laughs) Gandy-Golden. Is that that where he went to school, Gandy-Golden? Yeah. Could have given me literally a million guesses. And there's not even that many colleges in the United States. And I still would not have guessed Liberty University. Antonio Gandy Golden. Jeez. Is he on an NFL roster? Is he uh, on the no? No. Drafted by the commanders. I say Washington. I don't even know if he's in the XFL. That's a good point. I see that's when you know you're bad, is if you're not on an XFL (laughs) roster. I fell so hard for that kid. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Everything. I was like, he's gonna be so good. So here's nope. here's here's how you know how bad football players actually are is that now they now have three leagues that they could be rostered on. <laughs> and if you're not in one. And if you're not in one of them. That's tough. Not a career, bro. Call yeah, it. I would I would hang it up, you know, finish your degree, do something cuz f- football is not it. Football is not it. Last team for starter consideration. The Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift, you could very well argue, and I would allow the conversation, he could be one of the more electric running backs with the ball in his hand. He, just sadly, barely has knees or quads or ankles or hamstrings or ankles or metatarsals or metacarpals (laughs) or a fibula, funny bone. I mean, the only thing working is his heart is beating, which is the only reason he's able to. I was going to say, I believe he had a shoulder injury two years ago. A collarbone, shoulder, eye socket. Literally nothing is working in this in this man's body. So which is unfortunate because he is ridiculous when he when he catches the ball or when he has it in his hands. The first play from scrimmage last year was a what a 55 yard touchdown. Don't remind me. He's gross. Yeah, I think He's I was playing against gross. him that game. I I started him. It was fantastic. So were the then, Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the. You won the game. You won the game. <laughs> Shut up, Britt. Who do you believe starts in Detroit? Is it DeAndre Swift or that they go find somebody? I think Jamal Williams is going to stay. I think he's going to hold on to that role. They really seem to love him. 
not only his style of play, but his personality and the kind of leadership that he brings to the team. And, you know, over the last half of the season, he was the better back over Swift. And whether or not it's injury related or just because that was his skill set, he was the better back, bottom line. And so I really think that they keep him and might, you know, to preserve Swift's health, go to more of a 50-50 split backfield, which I think would be smart for them. Ryan? I mean, yeah, last year it wasn't even close to a 50-50 split. It was, what, 75-25, basically, something ridiculous like that. I, um, I think it's Jamal Williams very, very clearly. I think, you know, they, they've built a culture there that Jamal Williams wants to be a part of. I think he is the starter. I completely agree. Using Swift as a backup is what you want to do. We we joke about it on the Monday show all the time. Backup running backs are supposed to be more efficient. This guy was averaging over five yards a carry last year and can score anytime he touches the ball. If Swift is cool with it, and even if he isn't, fuck him. <laughs> Stay healthy, bro. <laughs> fuck him. You go, you let Jamal Williams be the big back. You let Swift come in on third downs. And I know he's not a great pass blocker either. Jamal Williams is actually better at that. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, if you need a quick touchdown, you get Swift in the game. I, I think they're a great combination for, a, for an up-and-coming team, a team I really like, a team that I am preliminary thinking could win their division next year. Yeah, this is pretty easily Jamal Williams. I think that he, my my issue is going to be him coming off a career season feels that he should be paid X amount of dollars, and rightfully so. I get that. But at a certain point, you got to be realistic because running backs just don't get paid, and you ain't Saquon he, Barkley, bro. Like He's making a hometown deal. That's not even a question. That's, yeah, that's so, I mean, that that's... He fits that culture. He fits everything that Dan Cable's trying to build. Um, I, I personally would love to see Ben Johnson work a lot more 21 personnel and get both Williams and Swift on the field at the same time because that ultimately is going to make that offense so much more dynamic. If, if I lose Jamal Williams mic'd up Thanksgiving Day games, I just don't even care about football anymore. Right? So <laughs> the, the NFL needs this to happen. Otherwise, who's Facts. watching that 12 o'clock game? I just, I, I just I looked up the Lions schedule. Dude, they have cupcakes. Like yep. if like literal cupcakes. I mean, at home, obviously their their division, but they play the NFC South this year. Yep. Oof. They play Atlanta and Carolina at home. They'll play Denver at home, which you may be like, oh Joe, they have a good defense. Yes, but apparently Matt Patricia is in talks with them to be the defensive coordinator. So if that happens, everything's just gonna fall to shit. Well, let's so, not forget. Also, Detroit is one of the best teams in the NFL in Detroit. <laughs> yes, yes. They play the Raiders at home in Detroit. Yeah. The Seahawks at home in Detroit. They don't play a rushing defense at home yeah. in Detroit. And they also see the Chargers and Chiefs on the road, Saints and Bucks on the road. They don't see a rushing defense throughout the entire season. Jamal Williams could very well break the record he set last year. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. Yeah. It's not an exaggeration. I've been they getting, have a cupcake schedule on the road. I've, I've been saying it for about a month now. I've been getting sideways looks. I, I think Detroit can win that division. And I also think oh, easy. if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I think Green Bay might be last place. I'm going to look somewhere to place some action on that division, finishing Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, because I know it's going to pay very well, and I won't have to put a lot of money in there. And if I'm right, 
man, it's going to be some fun money to spend. I was talking with one of my bar guests a couple days ago, and uh, we were talking about Dan Campbell and, and the Lions kind of ascending. And I said, you know, Dan Campbell is a great motivator. He's got this entire team buying in. The challenge for him in 2023, how good of a head coach and a game yeah. manager is he? Because that oh, is what we are going to find out this 100%. year. 100%. You're now looking going into a season where you're expected to win, and that is Correct. Was not the case. Now the, the expectations are on him. Correct. Yep. Did you guys see Jim Bob Cooter got hired? Yeah. No, he did not, did he? Yeah, he's he did. offensive coordinator in Indy. Jim Bob I Cooter. I brought him in. Yeah. Former. Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, yeah. Jim Bob Cooter. It's all right. Steichen's calling the plays. Let's I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> God, I love Jim Bob Cooter. What an absolute just top tier name. Was he out of Oklahoma in college? Sounds uh, like it. Sounds I like mean, it. I, maybe <laughs> I'm completely wrong, but that's where my mind goes is yeah. Oklahoma. It sounds like he was born in Oklahoma, Alabama, or Mississippi. <laughs> and if he wasn't, then... I don't know. His parents must have been because there's no way or or some uh, deep in the heart of Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, that works, too. Yeah. in in like the backwoods, Tennessee of Louisiana. Oh. Okay. In so the, I was thinking OSU. I just got color coordination wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. He um, born, went to high school, Fayetteville, Tennessee. We, are we giving college, a whole yeah. fucking UT. backstory yep. here? And this man didn't um, leave Tennessee. It's until his Wikipedia page. I mean, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Jim Bob Cooter up there with Cameron Cameron as the best NFL coaching names. You guys remember that? Cam- Cameron I don't Cameron? at all. <laughs> His name was Cameron. Cam Cameron. Cameron uh, he was with the Dolphins. Oh, I don't know why I was yeah. not putting connection that Cam yeah. Cameron. Yes, I yeah, they shortened it to Cam Cameron because they realized how fucking embarrassing reason. it was. Yeah. Cameron Cameron. Can you imagine teacher reading that off? Like, is this a fucking typo? Did they... Do they misprint this? No, Cameron, Cameron. I love it. Terrible. Oh, God. Parents were definitely high when they signed the birth certificate. Like, there's no way that they did that. Okay, a few minutes left. Are there any names that we didn't bring up? That I would say just change? do a round robin on the backups one. And, and and that's and that's what I would that's what I was going for. Right, so, Britt, any any names that you think are of note that you wrote down going to a specific team that you had put down? Um, so the backups were really hard for me to be completely honest. Um, I could definitely see though, um, Jarek McKinnon go into the Cardinals because that's kind of who they wanted, um, Daryl Williams to be. He wasn't that guy. I think that McKinnon <laughs> would, uh, I, I thought that he was going to be, he was that, you know, or that, uh, Chase Edmonds role situation. Yeah. I think that McKinnon could be that guy. Even before I read Josh's article, I had notes in with the Cardinals likely leading Browns backup running backs. So uh, Dearness Johnson or a Kareem Hunt. However, I fully believe 100% Kareem Hunt ends up back in Kansas City. I think the stars are aligned. He did his time for his crime. I think he comes back home and does well for them. Josh. Yeah, I have Kareem Hunt going to the Chiefs. Uh, P. Ryan staying with the Bengals. Um, I have the Seahawks re-signing Rashad Penny because I just think really? Carol can't let go. Um, as you'll, everybody will see tomorrow. They spent toxic to Cardinals. Yep. They spent uh, that first round pick on him. They have to get yeah, the most right? out they, of it. They, they gotta get that investment back. Um, <laughs> as people will see tomorrow morning when my, how to fix the Cardinals article drops, I've got Dearness Johnson going to the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I that's have the Cowboys, number one. 
I, I have the Cowboys saying, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Bijan or die. And because that's so like a Jerry wow. Jones. That's mantra, a Jerry Jones you know, move. 100%. That is very much a Jerry Jones that's move. 100%. That's a also, Jerry Jones move. And I I've do got, understand it's um, February, but that's not what he's saying. But that is very interesting. That. No, Jerry that, Jones that's move. a Jerry Jones move. You kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got Jeff Wilson going to the Texans. Texans brought in Bobby Slowick, um, the coordinator with the 49ers. There's a connection there. Get somebody in there that can run that offense. And then I have uh, the Browns signing Alexander Madison to back up Nick Chubb. See, I thought the Browns might go back to pass catcher, even though they don't quite use it this way. I thought they might steal Justice Hill from Baltimore. I think that's an interesting They don't want him. They don't want him. (laughs) You want to talk about a guy with fumble issues? That guy. You don't want Justice Hill at all. And then I also could see Deonta Foreman ending up in the Saints. You always see a lot of times that uh, teams will kind of pick players from their, you know, division, like who they play. And I don't think Deonta Foreman, because of his age and, you know, obviously the kills injury, even though he's played well the last couple of years, yeah. garnering much attention. And this whole thing with Alvin Kamara coming out, I think they need like a reliable thumper. And I could see Foreman fitting in there in New Orleans, especially because they don't have any cap space. What do we think the Rams do? Um, because do they fully believe back in camp? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Give up. Yeah. Brit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do they fully believe in Cam Akers? Do they go after a big name and kind of put him back in the same bullshit situation? Like, I'm very puzzled by what the Rams are going to do. You know, I don't know if they have much of a choice but to give up at this point because Hell, I was they're, right. Let's go. Well, they're, they're so strung up by the cap yeah Yeah, they have no cap and then in order to get all these great players uh they gave up a shit ton of draft capital so they don't have that either so i really don't know if they have much of a choice outside of a trade if they get that done i can see it but i mean they don't have a lot to offer on top of players in a trade in form interestingly enough their cap hell is getting close to being over they're actually in a better spot than even the bills are right now but the draft thing is terrible for them I could see Justice Hill landing there, kind of get like a like an electric, like you know, kind of scat back kind of guy to kind of fit with Acres because it, the only way that Acres is effective is if he's seeing twenty carries a game. That's it. I wonder, Josh. Um, remind me of their offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name. Sean McVay. Michael Floor. Michael Floor. I wonder if they go after the Jets. Now have these three running backs that have Zonovan Knight has played quite well. Um, you have a mild, you have fourth round investment in Michael Carter. You still have him on his Ricky deal. And obviously Brees Hall is the man. I wonder if they make a play on Carter or Zonovan Knight because he knows the system and you can bring them over. Not to mention Ty Johnson is a free agent. And I don't know if that's just the easy cheap route that they go. So I could definitely see them maybe swinging like a a swap of like mid round picks and get Carter. Cause I think Carter would complement acres pretty well. I agree. Did, did anyone uh, just just for my own personal amusement? Did anyone peg any any guy to go to the Patriots? I have them sticking with Pierre Strong to play the the second back with Ramondre, and then maybe just you know throwing a dart at another mid round rookie. That's Fine what I have. Me. So yeah, Joe, I don't you're, think they make moves in free agency. Really, you're gonna hate what I have. I actually have them being as a team that takes a long, hard look at the aforementioned many times David Montgomery or Deontay Foreman because no of the fact that they're not gonna give. There is no reason, but they're not gonna give Ramondre Stevenson the ball as much as he deserves. So I'd rather Deontay Foreman at that point. We don't have a good offensive line. So 
shouldn't say we have a meh offensive line. So I would much rather Deonta Foreman, who is an offensive lineman himself. Exactly. And I feel like he kind of fills a hole that Damian Harris is leaving open a little bit. I just don't think they're going to spend the money either of those guys want, but I just didn't. I, honestly, I don't know what they're going to do. So. Ramondre I mean, they got a good play out of Kevin Harris last year, who was like their yeah. sixth round pick or whatever. So. Dog. Yeah. Absolute dog. <laughs> what do you mean? That guy saw his debut in Arizona. Dog. Fucking put anyone put anyone back there and they look good in a in a fucking Patriots uniform. But remind my concern, Joe. Different. This is something I've been uh debating while doing my projection. So this is a good time for me to ask you. Okay. Bill O'Brien comes in. Yeah. Bill O'Brien notoriously in offense does not throw the ball a ton to his running backs, which is not the Patriot way. First off, is that notoriously Bill O'Brien, or is it the fact that he had Deshaun Watson who can use his legs to not dump off to running backs? That's fair. Well, what, what did he do at Alabama? They don't dump at Alabama. That's because they usually have star-studded wide receivers. Look at what Jameer Gibbs did last and year. And you're telling me Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers are <laughs> the elite receivers from Alabama? So my concern well, to be fair, is- Alabama didn't have elite wide receiver play this year. That's why Jameer Gibbs was used so much to catch passes. My concern is Ramondre Stevenson is a, a an enormous, and I wouldn't. It's hard to even call it a breakout candidate, but I don't think a lot of people are going to believe he can repeat. And I do talent wise think he can repeat, but I'm worried about the drop. He had almost 90 targets last year. Do you think this continues, or do we see a more Bill O'Brien installed offense, and do we not see it? Third most catches out of any running back last yeah. year. Uh, if they don't, they're idiots. And that's <laughs> well, Bill O'Brien's an idiot. So Bill game O'Brien's over. A- <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nothing can be worse than Matt Patricia last year. It it just can't, it can't be. So I, th- I think Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones can't fucking run. So to Josh's point, okay, they're, they're going to need to dump it off. They also don't have, unless they go and get good tackles, they don't have any t- left or right tackle. They don't have them. David Andrews is one of the best centers that no one talks about. I think David Andrews is a fantastic center. Their guards are pretty solid. Cole Strange had an up and down rookie season. Um, they, they don't have any tackles. So if they need to, if they need to dump off, if Jacoby Myers doesn't resign, who the hell are you going to throw to? It, it has to be Ramondre Stevenson. So I think yes. But I, I will not know until more shit comes out of camp and everyone not named Bill Belichick tells me what's happening because I don't believe a fucking word Bill Belichick says. I believe the reporters that show up no to practice. Shit. Yeah, I, 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 I forget that the the ESPN reporter who Mike Reese for ESPN covers the Patriots. He's fantastic. And then I trust my dad's old buddy Paul Perillo who covers the Patriots uh, every every single year. Uh, he's been with them since '98, I think. So I, I trust those guys and listen to what they say. Okay. If they don't I'll ask you again in a few months. Yeah. If, if they don't, it's really stupid, but if they don't bring in any, like if they don't bring in any guys that can rake in targets within five yards of the line of scrimmage, which they don't have outside of the backfield with Stevenson and Pierre strong. It, it's got, it has to be Stevenson because Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne just aren't underneath guys. 
And if fucking Kendrick Bourne doesn't get more play, I'm gonna be pissed. I think they're both free agents. I think Aguilar is. Uh, I think Bourne, Bourne is as well. I believe they can move on from. Yeah. Oh well, we're gonna because he was in the doghouse all year. Yeah, your so. your your uh, your players next year are Tyquan Thornton and Devonte Parker right now, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Hey, guys, I heard they're having open tryouts. We yeah. Should... <laughs> it it can't get worse than based, Tyquan Thornton and Devonte Parker. Based on your dad's Facebook post, I think G needs to head out. <laughs> Him and I could seriously contend for a receiver position on the New England Patriots. We we've played at Gillette Stadium, both of us. So go. arguably the best receivers to ever step foot on that field. I'm ready for the movie about you, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> play you. Yeah, yeah. Ready for the movie of the five, <laughs> of the five foot ten, one hundred seventy pound white kid that showed up to practice yeah. one day. Julian Edelman can play you. <laughs> God, I wish. Britt, thank you for joining us. This was a good show. Yeah, Sorry, thank you guys for having me. It's really awesome to, you know, come full circle back around with the uh, original people who had me on Women of Fantasy Football after doing her story. And, you know, it's always a good time. So I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the most that Prince watches over the show in, in the background. Judging. The man. <laughs> the man. I feel completely inadequate when I look at Brit's screen for just <laughs> numerous reasons. She's a better fantasy analyst. Prince is telling me I suck. It's all bad. She, she reads <laughs> yeah. a bunch of books back there. Yeah. Ryan just has Yoda. I have an awesome kill. You have a belt though. I do have a belt. <laughs> One fourteenth of that belt. That's mine. That's right, Joe. Yes. Never forget. Oh, uh, okay. That is it. Next week. Same thing, different position, wide receivers. Um, so, oh, yes, TBD is back. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Best guest in the industry. Best guest in the industry, TBD. Normally a constant on starts a different day, but now translating yes. into the offseason here with no pun intended. I was feeling so proud, too, because like I booked all the guests out like a yeah, month. I thought we had a guest. <laughs> And then I got a DM from who I booked and like, oh, I'm sorry, ah. I can't make it. I had this come up. I'm like, oh, it's all right. I'll find somebody. I texted a few people today. So just kind of waiting to hear back. So I was going to say, I yeah. thought you had this whole month book. You like sent us all. Oh, I did. Big old did. text like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. yeah. But you know, you know who is more important? TBD. TBD. TBD, <laughs> TBD is back. Mocking like it's hot back in a few weeks. 11 a.m. time slot. Who's your caddy? Every Tuesday, 930 p.m. Eastern. Herstory in the making. One just dropped yesterday. You can find it there. But every other week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, so not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday following, you can find that with Miss Britt Flynn and the most recent one interviewing Maddie Kroll from Heavy Sports. You can find that over on our YouTube page. And if you're not already there, why? we There's a little, like the whole reason. You can win free stuff by subscribing to the YouTube channel. It's yeah, the honest. Science the Fon Diggs jersey. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not subscribed there. I mean, if you're following us on like Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, you know, keep that, but then like go subscribe on YouTube <laughs> as well. So for Josh, Ryan, Britt, myself, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Remember, Club Fantasy, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Go use it. They have more than just stuff to shave the nether regions. They are literally a full-on brand at this point. 
they have they the best commercial they made with I can't remember the name of the golfer John Daly is that who I'm thinking yeah, of John Daly. they did it with him and his son and Daly goes to use it down below and he's like no dad this one's for your face they literally <laughs> have a whole new razor for your face it is incredible go check them out you can get 20% off in free shipping with the code club fantasy always remember defense wins championships offense wins fantasy football we will see you next week <laughs>